Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to the second episode of The How of Who We Are. My name is Keith Carney, and I'm joined here by my good friend, Will Schmitz. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening in. Yeah, definitely really excited to be able to get a second episode out. And today, I think it's going to be a really unique one, uh, just because we may never do anything like it again. But speaking of which, Will, do you want to go ahead and describe what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. So um, last episode, we kind of gave you guys a little bit of a taste of what we're going to do going forward where we're interviewing guests about how they're um, impacting the lives of others around them and how they're being extraordinary people in ordinary circumstances. Um, But this week um, we wanted to give you a little bit of background about ourselves um, as or how we got to know each other, how the podcast came about, um, just different different little aspects about ourselves. Um, And so you kind of get to uh, get to know us better and then hopefully get to know um, get better acquainted with what we're trying to do as a podcast moving forward. So Definitely. And that's what that way we, we're trying to do. We can have you guys kind of understand more of who we are because it is the how of who we are. And, you know, that, that at least starts with us. And then as we continue to branch out, it'll be more and more people moving on that. Yeah. And, and there's also, I think another thing to add is there's a lot of people out there like us. And I think a lot of people relate to what we've gone through and where we're at right now and just hoping to shed a light and just kind of, you know, just kind of we're all in this together kind of thing. Definitely. And I think it's interesting to note as well that we both have very unique paths, I would say, and maybe even a unique friendship with one another, but it also is very relatable as well on a lot of different areas. Um, And we both come from different backgrounds as well, which is what I think is most important about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so let's let's go ahead and jump on in. You're I'm started. Asking you a question, Will. So I, I mean, I know you well. You know, I would I would describe it as well, very well, whatever. Um, but not everybody may. So go ahead, just give me a little bit of background about yourself, Will. What you do on a daily basis? What you would be doing if we weren't dealing with the COVID nineteen outbreak? Um, and just kind of you know a daily. A, kind of what we asked Kendall what's what's the daily schedule look like for Will okay yeah so I'm Will Schmitz I I'm the oldest of seven kids so that usually is something that people like oh my gosh what oldest of seven so yeah I come from a big family um and I would say so right now in the COVID situation I'm a very active person so this has been something that has definitely Put a strain on me as someone who likes to get out there likes to do things um and so i've been trying to keep busy pretty much so right now looking at i got i picked up this amazing job uh well i think it's amazing given these circumstances i don't think it would be amazing outside of these but uh it's i'm an instacart shopper so i shop for people and deliver their groceries um i'm also really into frisbee golf that's one of my hobbies being an active person, I love being outside, hiking, frisbee golf, um, you know, canoeing, camping. I wouldn't say I'm like one of those professional campers, you know, with all the gear and stuff. But every time there's a chance to get out for a weekend of roughing it, I'm into, you know, getting out there and exploring nature. Um, so, yeah, a lot of frisbee golf during this, these past couple of weeks. Um, yeah, a lot and of then, yeah, That's pretty much, I mean, active, athletic um just enjoy just enjoy convert conversing with people i've actually been able to read a little bit too i used to be a huge reader and now 
now that's back. So yeah, we reading a little more. Just finished a book, Gates of Fire, amazing book about the Greeks, the ancient Greeks holding off the Persian army. Um, I can go into that book for a long time, but it was an amazing book. It was the third time I read it. So good. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess, a little bit about me. I think that's interesting you brought that up because when we first met as well, you know, that was one of the first things that we spoke about was that how we both read. And as we progressed through time, we both kind of stopped reading. Yeah. And then now it's, <laughs> it's kind of come full circle. We're both back to reading. And, you know, obviously the situation is not a fun one, but you got to find whatever benefits you can. Um, so along with that, that's all kind of right now during the COVID outbreak. What about when we were at school? What about, what about that kind of scenario? Because okay. the, the big piece I'm, I'm trying to get at too is, is lacrosse, is that we're both on the lacrosse team and, you know, we spend a, a good majority of our time there. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, school. Actually, so I, this was what? I think our third semester at Benedictine? This would have been three, yeah. Yeah, so I think at this point, I was kind of, I was really settled in at BC, you know. We can get into this later, but I transferred in, well, we both transferred into BC, um, and it did take, like, two full semesters to kind of finally, like, settle in, and settle in academically, settle in with the team, um, settle in socially. So I was, by the time we left, I was, like, living, living my best life, it felt like. Um, and mm -hmm. I guess for me, what that looks like is just a balanced life. So, you know, we got lacrosse, freaking cool. <laughs> That's a whole story how I got into lacrosse, but uh, lacrosse just was such a good outlet in college. And that kept me physically sane, physically like strong. Um, and also just like, yeah, mentally helped me mentally too. But anyway, so lacrosse on a daily basis, schoolwork. Prof. Frisbee golf, got to mix in some Frisbee golf. There's a the local golf. course, Jackson, Jackson Park, my home course. Um, biking. Um, and then pretty much that was, that would be my, from seven to five was pretty much, that's what my day was. Frisbee golf, school, lacrosse, and then food. And then after five o'clock, it was just, whose house am I going to go to? Whose dorm am I going <laughs> to hang out at? You know, just kind of being social, you know, talking to people and then wrapping it all up with like a good TV show. I love getting into TV shows. Um, haven't really had a chance to watch some of the big ones yet. I'm still working my way through kind of the, the canon of modern TV shows, but latest one was that I got really into was the Sopranos or Sopranos. I don't know how you pronounce it, but that was epic. Um, that was a great show. Loved that show. I was from start to finish enjoyed it and it end the ending is controversial but we can probably gloss over that but it was <laughs> it was a freak it was just a good show, it no was spoiler. Just a good show. yeah no spoilers no spoilers yeah. um all right so i, I want to ask you one more thing and i'll kind of let you take the reins a little bit uh, but i want to specifically start asking you about lacrosse and i want to ask you like what that means for you and why do you feel like it's become something that has become so important to you because for those who don't know you didn't actually play lacrosse until you showed up on campus and being the, what, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, 200 pounds. 6'2". Athletic. Okay. We'll whatever. go 6'4", yeah, 6'6". 6'6", 6'7", 6'8". Athletic beast that you are, you know, you hopped in and pretty much started playing right away. But 
going back, I want to I want to ask you why at this point that has become so important to you. Is it you know the feeling of being athletic? Is it the sense of community? Do you just love the sport itself? Maybe a little bit of all of that. You know, I just kind of want to hear your opinion on it. Okay. Um, this is a, yeah. There's a little bit of a backstory. Obviously, it's kind of a unique situation. Walking on, no prior experience. Um, to college think, athletics. Yeah, college athletics. Um, I think what I always say is, lacrosse is a huge gift to me, and so I, every aspect of it, I see in that light. It's a gift, you know. The workouts they may be tough at times, but it's a gift. Practice could be annoying and repetitive, but it's a gift. Game time, I mean, obviously a gift. And then even the community of guys, or not community, I guess, well, the, the team, you know, the fellowship, brotherhood. Fellowship. Um, mm-hmm. That's just a gift. And I guess the thing that makes me so grateful and makes me want to view it as a gift was because I didn't get to play uh, competitive sports in high school. Um, I went to a really small boarding school, um, all boys school. And we didn't have really organized sports at the school. We had pickup sports and we had times like where we could just mess around in the gym and, you know, play some pickup basketball, you know, ultimate frisbee and stuff like that. But we had nothing really competitive. And, um, and that was always, that always kind of bugged me. You know, I, I just kind of always wished I had a chance to really test out my abilities to kind of see what I could do on the field. I didn't grow up a lacrosse player. I grew up playing basketball, football, baseball. And all the way until, you know, high school when I left for the sporting school. But um, so, yeah, high school, never really got a chance to actually play a competitive sport. So then when I got the chance to ask coach at BC, it was just kind of a long shot. It was kind of a Hail Mary, like last chance <laughs> to play sports competitively before, you know, you go into the real world and get a job and kind of move on from that period of life so I kind of threw a Hail Mary to coach and uh I mean he said yes he said yeah it was a touchdown it was like it was a buzzer beater it was I don't know and obviously super grateful to coach for that and so right at the very start lacrosse was just kind of a gift in my life and I've just like I said I continue to view it as that gift um and I'm trying to get better at it like even today I just took I got just got bought a rage cage and took that out Today, actually, shot some, took a couple shots outside in the, in the backyard and then moved it to the, we have like turf fields by our house, went to the turf fields and played around. So, yeah, I mean, it just yeah. gave me a view of life and an opportunity in life that I never thought I was going to have. So, obviously, <laughs> there's a ton of gratitude associated with that. And cross has just been amazing. So, and then I got to meet you. Yeah, definitely. You know, for better or for worse. <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, for those that don't know, Rage Cage is just a lacrosse goal. It's portable. Um, yes. So we've been able to bring it to the turf field and everything. And, um, you know, I think it's really interesting that pretty much your whole viewpoint, and obviously it's kind of molded a little bit, but your whole viewpoint on lacrosse is that it is a gift. And, you know, I think I took it for granted because I play, I've played since third grade and, you know, I've had competitive sports pretty much throughout my life and I ended up losing it for a little bit of time and then, you know, really appreciate it again. But it's just interesting listening to you, your viewpoint on it about how it was something that you never had. You never really were even sure if you were going to have. And then, boom, 
here we are. You know, you get forced to spend a lot of time with me and, you know, with a great group of guys as well. So I just, I, mean, I just think that's really interesting. Yeah. And, and some people ask me too, like, so why'd you play lacrosse and not something that you were comf- more familiar with? And I mean, the easy answer is lacrosse is a spring sport and we both transferred into into Benedictine during the spring so it just lined up and I was like I know I can learn things I'm hopefully good enough to play so that's why that's why I chose the cross just to give it a chance definitely definitely well I'll go ahead and hand the baton to you and uh let you ask what you would like at this point ketonius uh-huh so <laughs> yeah dude I I also wanted to start with a similar question of you know, what's your day-to-day like and what are your kind of general general interests and general hobbies just to kind of get people more familiar with you? Definitely. Definitely. I think that's a good baseline. Uh, you know, I'd like to describe myself as an active person as well. I don't necessarily know if I would put myself quite to the amount you are because I know you're always moving, which I respect that. And, you know, it's good to see, um, you know, daily basis now, you know, wake up, grab coffee, love my coffee. Um, you know, I'll get on my computer, do some classwork for a little bit, do like a little workout as well. Um, in the Zoom call, there's my lacrosse stick in the background. Usually That's go hit the it, wall, yeah. go hit the wall for a little bit. Um, you know, pre- just trying to keep myself busy at this point as well. Um, you know, I also play a lot of games and those, you know, are games with myself and then games with. Um, You're talking about video my- games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And some games with uh, friends from my high school. So, you know, a slew of different games. And I, I would say that is, you know, partially part of my identity. Definitely not who I am. Because I think lacrosse is more of a more of a depiction of who I am uh, within that. You know, obviously enjoy the outdoors as well. We actually, we both live in Minnesota at this point. Um, and I came from, from Colorado, which are both pretty active states. And for good reason, you know, with such a be- beautiful environments around them. Um, you know, I, I, I genuinely miss the mountains a lot, would spend tons and tons of time up there with, with all my homies from high school. And then at this point, you know, we've moved on to lakes. Um, I don't necessarily know if, it's an up, know if it's an upgrade, but, you know, still enjoy them. Nonetheless, we um, got some kayaks this last summer, uh, spent a lot of time kayaking and, you know, just trying to keep myself entertained through these uh, you know, difficult times that we're experiencing. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's tough on everybody. Um, and then, yeah, so I guess I'll ask a similar question. Did you have anything that you were doing kind of pre-corona that you, you're missing a lot that you would kind of, kind of say was like a staple to who you are and how you are? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a position at the school, um, which I, I would say I really enjoyed. It was an RA. Um, got to meet a lot of new friends through that and friends that I probably wouldn't have made otherwise. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't easy by any means. You spend a lot of late nights and, you know, feel like at times you have to babysit people, but I really enjoyed that truthfully. Um, you know, as much as it was an unexpected situation and, you know, when I came into it, I was really excited to be able to have the opportunity and just, just the group of guys. I mean, that's how we met Phil Smeldon. I mean, we may have met him otherwise but that's how we met Bill Smeldon the guy who created our logo for us um and really branched out from there too and then honestly and probably obviously you know the biggest thing I miss is is practice um obviously I think games are 
Yeah, I never thought I would say that. I agree, yeah. but I never thought I would say that. I, um, so I'll get, I'll get into the past a little bit. Um, before I transferred in to Benedictine College, I spent about a year and a half, two years out of lacrosse. And that was after playing since third grade and being continuously competitive from then, you know, at sometimes the highest level as well. And then was with it without it for a long time. And when we got there, spring 2019, you know, I loved practice and I was that guy and I loved being there. And, you know, that sentiment carried in the, this 2020 spring as well. And now that we don't have it, it makes me miss it that much more. Um, and just being with the guys, honestly, it's a rambunctious group of guys. They're hilarious. That's the biggest thing I'll, I'll say about that. Um, and just always keep it entertaining, whether it's actually playing or just the, you know, semantics on the sidelines. Yes, and then a little background, <laughs> a little background for our listeners. Um, Keaton always, well, this is always something that is still amongst the team. Uh, Keaton was actually, he, he referred to himself as that guy at practice, being super into practice. True. And uh, that didn't always uh, go over well with other <laughs> members of the team. And Keaton was actually kind of put on the hot seat. No one, people were kind of a little iffy about Keaton because he was, he was definitely vocal definitely in everybody's face definitely demanding uh, as a deep hole just getting on the rest of the defense so just a little background I think it's pretty funny because it's it's just it's funny because of how much it's changed I think yeah and there's you know there's a tremendous amount of skill talent and uh, IQ on our team as well but I came from you know these high-end club teams as well where I felt like everybody had that IQ skill and talent and I wouldn't say every player on our team does necessarily. I think there's a lot of it there. We've clearly showed that when we won the conference championship for the first time in program history. But when I showed up, I had a different mentality and I showed up second semester. So everybody had already been together in the fall. And I mean, you can't shut me up on the podcast and you couldn't shut me up on the field either. That's for sure. Um, and one of our, one of our good friends too on the team near the end of the year, um, this was spring at the end of uh, 2019. It was the end of 2019 spring. And he came up to me when we were hanging out one of the houses. Um, and he said, listen, man, you went from the most hated person on the team to one of the most liked person on people on the team. And I was like, well, I feel like I should be offended about that, but I'm really not. And, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm cool. I'm glad to hear it. Cause I love the team and I'm glad that they actually like me now. And, um, I, you know, I feel like I do know what I'm talking about, and I think that has translated as well. Dude, yeah, and I think, I don't know, I think the that situation is kind of a microcosm of who you are. Very likable guy um, at the end of the day, um, and someone who's also a leader too. I think that's something, as a captain, of, you're the captain of the cross team, um, and just a likable guy overall, and I think that's, that's a huge, that's a huge gift for the team and for everyone that you come in contact with, really. I mean, it's always great to, you know, always great to talk to you and you can always tell people they're comfortable around you. So I think that's something pretty unique. So that being said, so I think we've kind of captured. Appreciate that, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. Captured a little bit of uh, who you are. You know, you got your cosplayer, active. Some stuff. RA. Gamer, hardcore gamer, I would add. I would add hardcore. <laughs> well, I just, do just love a, games. Just, yeah, very hard. My mom does not like that I play them, but I will continue to do so because it is 
become a part of who I am. <laughs> sure, sure, for sure. So um, that being said, I was kind of curious going when I was prepping for this, even though, it, you know, in my meager preparations, I kind of wanted to know more about your mantras. I feel like if you get to know Keaton, you're going to, you're going to hear the same things over and over again. And you're just going to, it's going to become just a part of the persona that you see in Keaton. And I could think of a couple of them off the top of my head. You're going to get, you're going to get a lot of the, everything happens for a reason. And you're going to get a lot of, uh, shoot, it's escaping my mind now, but you get the point. And that's the one. Everything that, happens for a reason. That's the big one. That's, you know, that's the wake up daily one. And you, you have that in your mind. Yeah, I wish uh, there's definitely there's definitely more, but that's the one that's sticking out to me. So I guess we'll start with that. I'm kind of curious. Um, we had that vision of who you are now, but you know, take us back to when, into times when you really saw that mantra that you say so often, um, to how that developed in you, and then times where that was really you had to put that to the test, so to speak. Definitely, when it, when it was kind of essential to you know, moving forward. Yeah. Um, so I want to start off by saying it's interesting because I also went ahead and put a motto question on my end through my preparation. You know, I got I mottos. Yeah, we'll, we'll delve into that <laughs> later. And, um, you know, with what you were saying too, I think, um, you know, whether it's good or bad, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty consistent um, one way or the other. And that's um, probably the first thing of consistency you'll know about me is I will say the same things over and over again and you know everything happens for a reason has um, you know really came into effect probably the last well, that would have been probably four years at this point um, so graduate graduate high school 2016 um, have some stuff kind of going on in the background with the family um, went ahead went to CU Boulder that fall of 2016 after graduating, spent some time there, I was on the lacrosse team for a little bit, ended up being pretty expensive, couldn't um, continue to play it, um, you know, for financial reasons. Ended up not going to see you Boulder that next fall, um, and then kind of fell into a state of limbo, I, I suppose would be the best way to say, you know, a state of purgatory where there was stuff going on with my family that I had to help assist with. Um, which I didn't mind, but, you know, that also, you know, kind of showed me that, um, you know, nothing was given easy. And um, I, you know, up until probably senior year of high school, I would say that I had a fairly sheltered life and that, you know, everything went well, you know, not perfectly by any means, but I would say everything went well. And then and once I hit college and stuff started happening with my family, that's when I started realizing it wasn't perfect nor easy. And then, Spent that fall doing community college, just working up there in CU Boulder. Um, and, you know, I'd say that, that was probably the hardest time where believing that motto came into effect. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if everything happened for a reason, why am I not playing lacrosse? And why am I not, you know, getting money for it? Or why am I not at a big school? Like, why am I at a community college? Um, just passing time and doing school as I can. Um, and it really, it forced me to mature in a lot of ways too, because it helped me show that just because you have an idea of how something should be, doesn't necessarily mean that's how it is going to be. 
And, you know, what the reason was, was that I was paying for lacrosse at that point. And after, you know, about a, about a year out of, you know, Older. Well, you were paying for it because I was club, right? Is that is that why you were paying for it? Okay. That's correct. Yeah, and it's I, I have nothing overarching bad to say about CU Boulder because it's a great school, um, but it was in my community, and you know the team was expensive. It was genuinely really expensive, um, so I just didn't fit in at all, and just felt super out of place in Boulder in general. Working up there, spent about a year a year trying to figure out exactly where my path was going to take me and then you know it came full circle on <clears throat> that would have been um, probably my 19th 20th birthday one of the two i got a text from my oldest brother and he said hey um i got in touch with the benedictine college coach because my brother had um had graduated from there so he's an alumni he said i have gotten in touch with the benedictine coach and he's interested in having you go there. So, you know, went through the motions, sent the highlight tapes, sent everything. And, um, you know, after a small time, ended up being able to go to Benedictine College. And I don't think, you know, that was 2019, that's when we met each other. And I don't think I really knew what the reason was, why everything kind of turned on its head for a while until I showed up at school. And I saw, I saw like that people genuinely cared. You know, I wouldn't say everybody in the world cares, but I feel like a good percentage of people at Benedictine College really cared. Um, you know, was able to meet you, uh, was able to join a lacrosse team that really has had my back, even though, you know, I wasn't their favorite person when I first showed up. And along with that, it helped me meet my now girlfriend, who is one of the most important people, you know, in my life for me. And none of that would have been possible if A, I went to Benedictine College immediately, or B, if I had just stayed on the CU path. So as much as those times were difficult and are times that I probably say I wish never happened, you know, I'm glad they did because it, it changed my perception of my life and how I was going to carry myself moving forward yeah and i mean for those who don't know keaton actually met his current or his now girlfriend as a transfer because we all transferred in the same class it's true so yeah. that i mean that just goes to show you right there like that was totally meant to be but it would not have would not have happened otherwise like you were saying and it's interesting kind of looking at her path too I mean it'd, it'd be better to have her talk about it herself but she ended up going through some stuff too and transferred obviously like you said as well so if she had gone to BC right away you know it wouldn't have happened where we met each other or especially in the context that we did so you know I, I, that that's everything happens for a reason why did we have to go to these other schools and kind of waste money and time you know that to me to be able to meet each other and to you know, help make each other happy as well. Yeah, dude, awesome. Yeah. I, I, I've heard a lot about that. Uh, well, not a lot, but I've definitely definitely got to know about that, a little more about that time in Colorado, CU, CU Boulder. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy yeah, stuff. I, you know, I, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. I wouldn't say I regret that it happened. I just 
regret how it happened and that I felt like as soon as I lost across from playing at CU that was such a part of my identity that I didn't know like who entirely I was and how to carry myself and that was really difficult for me for a long time and you know obviously again at this point I'm glad it did happen because then it forced me to build a foundation of who I was and you know enjoying music enjoying games enjoying staying athletic and as much as I was not a team still enjoying lacrosse as well um, and it really just forced me to change one big brick of lacrosse for a foundation of who I was and cut it into pieces into you know other types of bricks you know music like the video games everything that I was kind of saying right there. Mm. Dude I'm not gonna lie I'm kind of curious about uh, your mantra question. <laughs> so yeah yeah <laughs> perfect good I figured perfect. segues definitely um yeah I would I <laughs> want to just ask and kind of let you take the reins um uh, you know what is the motto or mantra that you would like to live your life by or that you say often and why do you feel like you say it as well as how do you think it's been effective in your life and how it's you know been a causation of your life and you know I feel like you have a few different mottos. I have one in mind as well that I could say, but I'll, I'll let you, um, you know, think of what you say the most and, you know, what that may be. Okay. Yeah. So I've been in the motto game for a while and I say <laughs> that because I say that because I, we're, as, as, you know, as people, we're, we're, we're seasonal, you know, we go mm-hmm. through different ups and downs, different seasons, kind of like you were describing and, and so there's, I usually find a motto for every season. Um, and so it's hard to point to one that I, you know, have, has carried through. I know I, I can think of one that has carried through, um, but I just wanted to say is before I get to that one, how, you know, how much I value having a motto for a particular season. Um, and like my current one right now is actually, I, take, I took it from you. I kind of stole it. Wow. Sorry. I'll keep that in mind. But uh, I have it right here, actually, in front of my computer. It's don't count the days, make the days count. Mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali. Screensaver. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, obviously, we can go into a huge tangent about that one. But I think it kind of speaks for itself, especially in these quarantine times. You know, don't count the days and don't count your misery or you know, your, your, your grievances or just don't, you know, keep track of the time when you could really – make these days count, you know, do something creative, try a podcast, you know, get, get the rage cage out and sling a couple rip skis, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. That's kind of my current one, but um, going back to my like the overarching motto, I think it actually came from my coach in mm-hmm. this one you're thinking of my, my eighth grade football coach. This wasn't, but I do know this one. Okay. Please, okay. please continue. Uh, um, he said, he said to us at one point, he said, um, let me get the exact, I don't know. I never really remember the exact words, but something along the lines of when you cheat in life, the only person you're cheating is yourself. And, you know, for me, I realized recently just how much of a driving force that has been for me. And just every time I'm able to give a hundred percent in something, you know, I end up reaping the rewards of that. And when I don't give 100% or I try to take shortcuts, 
you know, I can think I'm trying to cheat the system and I'm trying to, and I'm getting a leg up, but oftentimes I feel the effects of that cheating and that, you know, that sly way of life more than anyone else. So, um, yeah, I think that one, that one's been huge for me. And I think the, the place where I really saw that kind of come to life, I mean, it took on a little bit of a spiritual dimension when I joined this. So I talked about this high school previously, mm-hmm. and it was this boarding school, high school, um, a little more background on that high school is actually a boarding school for young men thinking about the priesthood and we're discerning a vocation in the Catholic priesthood. Um, and I joined the high school in, you know, 14, I, it was a boarding school. I moved away from home, essentially went to college at 14, if you think about it. And, you know, and I was, I always, you know, I look back and it's like, dude, why'd you do that? Dude? Like, what the heck are you thinking? Um, for, you know, 14 year old me obviously saw moving away from home as a great chance to just get out of the house, do something new and fun. But I think deeper than that, it was what my coach was saying. He was like, you know, don't cheat yourself. Like try new things and don't sell yourself short. Like get out there and do something meaningful, do something powerful. Don't try to cheat in life and do something kind of halfway, something, you know, that's easy or normal, you know, try something different. And I think the, you know, having to renew that desire to be at this school, renew that desire to, you know, give myself to the Lord and give myself to God. I mean, if you don't know, I'm a religious person and, you know, God has played a big role in my life, but renewing that desire to, you know, to give myself to the Lord, give myself to those around me. Um, yeah. That, that quote is always that, 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 I guess that mindset of don't cheat, you know, otherwise you're going to feel the, <laughs> you're the one who's going to feel the, uh, the effects has always been something that's kind of motivated me and kept me, kept me, you know, doing, doing the best I can out here. So. Definitely. And you, you had talked that's earlier about, stuff. you're not, you know, not amazing, but a, a very good, you know, Instacart job at this point. And I can attach your motto to something that happened to you fairly recently due to payment from a certain organization and that you <laughs> should not necessarily have been being paid at that point but you instead of just accepting the money and continuing to accept it you went back you spoke to them about it and you know essentially said stop paying me money I don't deserve and because of that it's helped you feel the need I mean for better or for worse feel the need for more money and go ahead and get this Instacart job which I think has you know really benefited you being able to listen to podcasts being able to listen to music and just kind of be out and about and you know have even inspired me to go ahead and join the instacart crew as well um which we should be getting the card and seeing the effects of shortly um but it's just interesting to see how even though this mantra or motto that you were told by what eighth grade coach um has carried not only this far but this heavily this far as well. And I think that really speaks to who you are and that you stick to your values and things that you feel are important and that you feel like you need to follow, you know, you're going to do that um, one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cam said it. He said, uh, he had the, had the best line. It stood, stood out to me. He was like, you know, he, he was talking about me, but I think, you know, this applies to a lot of other people as well. He said, you're one of those people who, if you think you're going to do it, you're, you're probably going to end up doing it. And I don't know. I think that just applies 
you know, I'm always looking for something, something to do. And if I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to do it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And Cameron Shoney is one of our teammates on the lacrosse team and a very good friend of both of ours. And I would say he's a pretty blunt person. And that spoke perfectly to who I feel like you are and, you know, how I feel like most people are as well, or at least most people should be, um, which is, you know, respectable, really is. Um, yeah, actually, I just had a thought here, Keaton. So I'm actually, you, you mentioned music and you mentioned uh, games, you know, video games. Okay, first of all, do the gamers say just games or do you guys say video games? I, mm. I don't consider myself a gamer. I've never heard it referred to as just games. I would Always probably. Video games, but I don't know what you guys, or what, what's, what's the deal there? There's quite the broad spectrum of gamers, video gamers. I think you call it gamers um, and just playing games. Because there's people that, you know, Twitch stream and make a living off of it. Um, like, do you know the name Ninja by chance? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah he's, on, he's on Mixer now, actually. But he makes, like, millions of dollars playing games. So that's, like, big-time, full-time gamer. Then you get down to people that play a game maybe once a week, maybe delve into Call of Duty with the boys. And then I'm somewhere in that middle ground where I'll – Join, jump in, play some more zone Call of Duty with the boys. But then I also have a Nintendo Switch, which I, you know, always really enjoy using um, to play, you know, a slew of different games, whether it's games kind of from my childhood, like like uh, Pokemon, or if it's, you know, just some other games that I want to be able to take on the go, like the classic Breath of the Wild. Cool. So, okay, yeah, I was just kind of curious. I never heard the term. I, well, I didn't heard it referred to as just games before. But anyway, um, that being said, I'm actually kind of curious, um, how do you think your music, so first of all, what music do you listen to? And then how does that fit with who you are? And then same for games, what kind of games do you play? And how does that kind of like, you know, how does that describe you? It's a good question. That's a, that's a really good question. Um, so I would say we'll start with music and then we'll go to games uh, after um, you know, I'm, I listen to primarily rap, um, but that also has the backbone of jazz. And I, I listen to a lot of jazz as well. Um, so if I'm trying to focus or study, um, you know, that'll be centerpiece with jazz playing. Um, you know, love the saxophone. One day I'll be a saxophone man, just doing my saxophone thing. Um, sexy dude out there. Just saxing around, you know, <laughs> just to, mm, classic saxy stuff. Um, sax on the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, you know, listen to, I wouldn't necessarily say mainstream rap, but I'm not going to listen to, you know, trap rap and really aggressive rap like that. I'll, you know, I'll listen to well-known artists like Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and probably my most listened to artist. And, you know, from what Spotify tells me, my most listened to artist as well would be Mac Miller. Um, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I think... I think those can really help describe who I am because a lot of those songs talk about trials um, and fighting through something and getting through something. And, you know, I, again, like I said, I had a really easy young life, you know, up, up through high school, up until the end of high school. Um, and I don't think I really fully understood what some of these guys were talking about. Um, and, once I got into that state where I was trying to figure out 
what was going on within my life. You know, I really took to Mac Miller and Kendrick Lamar, who are talking about not only, you know, surviving and doing well, but like taking care of yourself and making sure that, um, you know, you put an emphasis on your health and your happiness. And when I talk about health, you know, that's physical and mental. And I think those are both really important. Because um, if you let go of one, the other one's usually going with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, puts you on a little bit of a down spiral. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's music for me. Um, and I, I think, like, wherever I go, I could very happily just have headphones on and listen to music. You know, I think you really enjoy music too. Um, and I think, I think a lot of people would agree with that statement. That's a pretty generalized statement, but that's me just pretty much saying I could listen to a lot of these same songs over and over again because they have a special moment for me in my life where I remember where I first started listening to it. And either it brings me back in a more saddened way or it brings me back in a happier way. And and just this game of life, you know that the actual game, you know the overarching game. Cool. Go ahead. I was gonna say. So you you were talking about the games too. Did you mention those yet? And not quite yet. I was I was gonna just leave that there. But for games. um, Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, either way, whatever. Yeah, for games. um, You know, like I said, I have a Nintendo Switch. Um, you know, I, I didn't play Call of Duty for a, a while. I grew up on Call of Duty. Um, I, you know, I, I played games before that. I get, grew up playing like Spyro and Crash Bandicoot and, you know, the old PlayStation classics, um, which are, you know, kind of solo RPGs, so to say. I put air quotes up. You guys won't be able to hear, see that in the podcast. Um, but like these solo <laughs> games, <quotes>. yeah, <laughs> where you make your own adventure. Um, and then I obviously went ahead and started delving into Call of Duty, which is more of a team thing. And I think both of those are very telling of who I am. You know, I do enjoy to do my own thing and to make my own adventure like Fallout. You know, I really enjoy the Fallout games. You know, it's very akin to Skyrim. That's a very well-known game um, where you kind of make your own path, you kind of carve your own path. And, you know, I think that's who I am a lot of times, but then, you know, I've also reignited the enjoyment for Call of Duty and playing Warzone with my friends because I want to be able to, you know, enjoy time with them and mm. just enjoy the life that we've been given with one another um, and, you know, be given a cooperative nature, you know, even though obviously it's not this huge team game necessarily, you know, I think being able to work with each other is really important to just surviving life and, and not only surviving, but thriving through life as well. Cool. Yeah. I, I can't really speak too much to the, the gamer. Although, I mean, I can't speak too much to the gamer, you know, that aspect, but I will say I've had a couple of roommates in college who were, you know, into video games and like, it was pretty neat actually. Like they seemed like they were having the time of their lives, you know, catching up with buddies and they were both athletes too. One of basketball team I was on the football team and they both really seemed like it was a cool it was a side of video games I hadn't seen that community aspect um which is second nature for some guys but I think for some others it's something kind of foreign to them and I was one of those guys where I was like surprised at just how much of like an actual community event it was for those guys and how much it meant to them in their day so 
yeah, definitely a different yeah. perspective on that. Um, and I would say that it's somewhat of a cultural phenomenon where 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, you know, games weren't necessarily this big community thing. Um, but now in the current age, like it's a very regular thing to have a son or a close friend or even a daughter that, you know, really enjoys games and really enjoys gaming with other people. And I think, I don't think that should be primarily what people are doing, especially as they're building the foundation of who they are. But I also think it could be, you know, an important building block of being able to relax and enjoy themselves as well. Yeah, honestly, because, you know, you always hear your mom, you know, or just, just moms in general being like, get off the Xbox or get off the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. Which, yeah, which makes sense, obviously. But, you know, I think when there's that community aspect, it just changes the game, pun intended. Like, it just changes mm-hmm. everything. Um, and I, I, I thought I, I just saw a different side of games with that community and just, like, being, you know, just being with on, on there with friends. But I think for me, the music – um, I'm going to just go ahead and answer that question. No, please. I was, uh, was going to dive into that. And then one, something I wanted to touch on as well, you talked about how you didn't have like the baseline TV culture. And you know, I'll just go ahead and answer for you briefly that, you know, you were in you know, a seminary where you were looking at becoming part of the priesthood where you weren't around a lot of this music and TV shows and games and all these things. So I want to hear your perspective on probably those main three and where you begin to become drawn to. Why do you feel like you've been drawn to those? And then just kind of go from there. Yeah. So yeah, um, the high school time, you know, there wasn't a lot of internet access, not a lot of TV stuff, just given the, you know, just given the school and what we were trying to do at the school, end up looking back on that as a good thing. I don't, I'm not, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. What am I, what up? Cool. What up? Cool. What up? <laughs> so yeah, I you know, I could look at it negatively, but it's just all the more for me to catch up on and, and learn about you know, after that experience of that those those years. Um so that being yeah, that being said, um I'll start with music, I guess. I think because that was something that was a part of my life even through those those high school years I was in the choir at our our school and we sang a lot of acapella a lot of you know liturgical music too um so that was something that was consistent but when I came out of the legion or that school I was super super eager to just get a feel for the just every type of music and just listen to everything I remember when I first got Spotify um I downloaded it do it yeah and then Keaton, actually, it was you, son of a gun, mm-hmm. you dastardly dog. I'm in your origin story, whether you like he it or is, not. He is, he is. So he goes. <laughs> so he, you, you were the one who who uh, told me about the Spotify Hulu deal, plan, the college plan, and it was like two for one or something. And I immediately hopped on that and gave you both uh, TV and music. Yeah, for four ninety nine a month. It's huge. If you haven't, if you haven't signed up for that, just please do. Advertising, yeah, Hulu cut the check, but and Spotify too. But anyway, so what was I saying? So basically, I I had this job at a factory where I was on an assembly line, and I remember having that Spotify premium and having endless hours on this assembly line, and I would just queue up, you know, anything and everything, 
you, know, you got rap, you know, how electronic music, house music, EDM, um, rock, punk rock, hard rock, death metal, country, folk, indie folk, indie pop, just anything, just to kind of get a feel for the spectrum. And I, you know, I still haven't really settled on a sound that I'm like I identify with kind of, you know, cause Keaton, you were saying how you just kind of identify with rap and you just, that just kind of helps you. And it's, you, you're kind of like settled in that zone. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I don't think I'm super settled into a zone like that, but again, kind of like the quotes thing, I really value being able to turn on music that matches my mood. Mm-hmm. You know, I think so. And having kind of that does having, spent all those hours on the assembly line just listening to every type of music I could listen to it kind of gave me a little more of an arsenal to be like okay you know I want to be pumped up right now okay I can listen to this and that song um or like I'm you know I'm kind of sad today like let's turn on some sad tunes you know and everyone can do that to a certain degree you know no 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 one's stuck to one type of music but um I don't know that's kind of just how I look at music it's kind of something that can help me either a get out of a mood or b help me like just stay in a mood and stay in a zone like today i was i was shopping you know and filling orders for people and delivering groceries yeehaw and i was like dude i need something like zesty like i just need some some <laughs> some bounce and you know i had a playlist and i queued it up and away we went so i think that's kind of how i look at music and i, I yeah like i just value having that diversity um and then i would say before before you jump into tv or video games like i think that's very descriptive to who you are you know you're a multifaceted person you know even when you're keeping yourself active you know it's through lacrosse it's through golf it's through basketball i feel like you've even touched on football you know when you're growing up i know this we haven't mentioned it but i know you played volleyball you know you, you you do all of it you know whatever it is you you don't feel like you're stuck to one thing, which I think is really interesting to note because it shows that you like to keep your options open and that you are willing to follow what you really believe in and what you really enjoy doing at that certain moment. Yeah, that's for sure. I definitely, I definitely like to learn new things and try something new. You can't, there's pretty much nothing I'm not willing to, to try at least once. Um, yeah. So that's that's yep. a dangerous statement, but that I said is it. that is. I was <laughs> gonna let you it's been, take it's that. Been done. <laughs> it's been used many a time. YOLO. That's kind of old, but famous still. last words. But yeah. yeah, exactly, famous last words. Um, moving into TV shows, what are the kind of shows that you feel like you watch yeah, now? I would you, say I've obviously t- mentioned Sopranos. You like comedies? You like Sopranos? Serious or kind of the same thing? Where it's boom, boom, boom. You know, multiple, multiple things. Right. You know, I would say. Yeah. Huh. Well, I can say that I can name the TV shows on one hand that I actually watched and finished. It would be The Sopranos, How I Met Your Mother. So good. Monk, if you've heard of Monk. Uh, Psych, similar to Monk. They're kind of like, they're related. They're in the same family. And then, let's see. That might be it. You haven't watched The Office? Classic. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it front to back. Hmm. Like I've obviously seen plenty of episodes, but I've never sat down and watched every single episode like I have for these other shows. 
So obviously there's a lot of room for development there. Um, but I mean, those are the ones I've finished, but I've tried a ton of different shows like Suits. I tried Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, I, tried. Not, I did. Not your realm. Not your realm. That's not for my sure. realm. I was there. I went. It, I made it so far. I didn't get it done. <laughs> uh, Community was a good one. I try. I, I actually enjoyed a ton of that show. Um, Season four is. That's when they lost the main writer. But yeah. Uh, oh, actually, I can name another show that I'm gonna finish. It's Letter Kenny. You heard of Letter Kenny? Oh, no. dude. Okay. That's a comedy. <laughs> We'll chat about it after. Yeah, we'll chat about it after. I gotta, but it, anyway, if you're listening to this and you want to watch a good show, try Letter Kenny. It's on Hulu. Thank you, Keaton. Hulu, Letter Kenny. You're doing yourself a favor if you're into if if you if you enjoy it. But anyway, so I think, I know it's kind of the music thing. Like, well, actually, no, not really. I think with TV shows, the ones that I finished. I value in the TV shows, the comedy aspect, obviously Monk and Psych are pretty funny and they're just purely funny. They're not really much more beyond that. But the How I Met Your Mother was cool because it mixed that comedy, but also with like that meaningful side of life. Actual story as well. Mm -hmm. It was so like actual. And I just, I I took a lot away from it, like life lesson wise, you know, like how, how important it is to have close friends, you know, how, how important it is to just, to let life kind of go in waves, you know, take how to let the cycles of life happen. And you just, you just kind of be you and stay close with your friends as life kind of does what it wants for times. Um, and then Sopranos, 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 Sopranos. <laughs> I liked about that show was, it was just so like, it was so different. And what I liked about it was there was no, there was really no plot to it. Like there was no climax of the story. There was no like, oh, underlying, you know, plot. It was just like, here's a day in the life of Tony Soprano doing his thug life do. (laughs) And then we're going to watch a bunch of different episodes of that. And they're all going to be related, obviously, because the same characters and stuff. But it was just so like day in the life type TV. Obviously it was fiction, right? But it was, you know, based somewhat on reality, but it was just the fact that it was so each episode stood on its own and it was so like, so simple and so real, if that's the right word, without being like this big dramatic production with like, you know, like all this like underlying stuff. It was just so simple, which I really enjoyed. And I watched it start to finish. I'll probably watch it again. And I feel like that's the, that show specifically is very different from these other shows because it is a more serious tone. Whereas all these other ones, you know, are filled with jokes throughout, which don't get me wrong. I love a lot of those shows that you had mentioned, but it's just, you know, such a difference between the two. And yet it's not like you were like, oh, I'm not going to watch Sopranos because it's too serious. Like that, that's not realistic, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Definitely that diversity piece. Yeah. And did you something... want to touch on music or, I mean, sorry, TV or were you moving somewhere? Uh, well, I was going to give kind of an overarching thing. I can touch TV real quick. Um, yeah, say what you wanted to say. I'm just curious. Yeah. So I honestly, I would find myself primarily watching more comedic shows is because um, I will often be doing video games while watching the show. Um, Cause I feel like I need to keep my hands moving and, you know, I'll put on like a Brooklyn nine, nine, how I met your mother. 
The Office, um, Parks and Rec, you know, just a lot of these just joke-filled shows where you can watch five minutes, turn away for two minutes, and come back and still know exactly what's going on. Um, but, I, you know, I've delved into some more serious TV shows like Breaking Bad. Um, I mean, Better Call Saul is the um, sequel or uh, prequel? Prequel to that. Um, and, you know, I've even watched more quote-unquote childish shows like The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Um, some of those more animated TV shows where, um, you know, you get to get a little bit more backstory on Star Wars. Um, and, you know, I don't feel like I necessarily get stuck at one point. You know, I think that it goes in line with what you're saying about seasons and that, you know, it's akin to what mood you're in. Um, and if you feel like you want to watch something where you're like only invested into it, you want to watch a more serious TV show. But then if you're just kind of in a whimsical mood and um, just trying to find a little bit of extra entertainment, you know, I, you know, the other shows are a perfect, perfect fill in for that slot. Um, yeah. And, yeah. The, no. the overarching thing I was yeah, kind of no, saying, or if you have something you want no, to no, say. No, no, no. Yeah, I was going to say, go ahead and do that. Yeah. So the overarching thing that I think is important to note or interesting to note as well is that when we talk about these interests that we have, you know, I think we could say that we both have bricks in place, um, you know, with our foundation. One of us may have a little, a few more bricks or not, but the most interesting thing to note is that we're continuing to put more bricks on that foundation and that we're not stagnant with one sort of situation that we feel like we enjoy. You know, we're going to continue to listen to more things, to watch, you know, different things. And I think you can kind of apply that to you know, the whole of life as well is that even though you feel like you have a foundation of who you are and what you want to do through a daily, you know, on a daily basis, um, I think it's really important to continue to do new things and form new habits and try to learn more. Um, and I think a lot of people talk about that, but I also don't think a lot of people fully understand how to do that. And I think curiosity is really what, you know, is such a big driving force for that. Um, and obviously it's, you know, investing that curiosity correctly and not just, you know, briefly looking at something and then looking away, but really, you know, diving deep into something that you were like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, oh, I may really enjoy that. Um, you know, like a good example for me is like history. Like I actually really enjoy history and I'm happy to watch a documentary on it or, or dive into that more deeply, but that's not something that, you know, I walk up to you, shake your hand and say, hey. And, Keaton and I, I like history. You know, that's the first thing I'm going to yeah. drop. It's, it's something that I know that like. I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, dude, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, I mean, that was kind of my big thing for that. Um, but I think, I think we've established a good baseline of who we are, how we've kind of got to where we are, um, how we've even kind of created our friendship as well. So I want to I move into looking forward. Yes, um, dude, I was just about to, yes, very good. I, I want to move in, I'm looking forward. Um, I, you know, I think I'm just going to give the question that I feel like is most important for me to ask myself and also for me to ask you as well. I want to ask you what your vision is of success and how do you 
be like you would be a success um, 10, 20, 30 years down the line. And I, I think it's a different view for everybody. I think some people have it monetary, some people have it with physical items, other people have it with emotions. I'll just go ahead and, and leave it up to you. Yeah. And I'm just going to start out by saying, I'm going to, I would turn around and ask you the same question. So just, just jump in as soon as like you find a point. Cause I think that was, that was definitely on my, on my list as well. Um, so there's a couple different ways to answer that question. Um, there's like, you know, the job, what do you want to do with that time? Who do you want to be? Um, so I guess I think the way I'll start with the goal, I guess. And I guess for me, in my head, success is, I mean, it is a little material. I mean, not going to lie. I want a house in the mountains by a lake or just, just a nice house, you know, by a lake. It doesn't have to be in the mountains necessarily. I don't want to get too specific with it, but just a nice house, well-kept house, you know, wife and kids, um, you know, the grandkids running around. And I want to, by the time I'm that age, I'd like to be living on, you know, everyone says this and hopefully I can do it, but I'd like to be living on, you know, obviously hopefully I've started a business by that point doing living on income that's passive income and being able to spend a lot of my time taking what I love and either passing on to my kids and grandkids or somehow like turning that into a formative and like developmental experience for younger younger guys and father son younger young men or just kids what I mean by that is like a lot of my life growing up I went to a lot of these summer camps and did a lot of these kind of like summer activities and the dads that were leading them were always so fun and they were like you know cooking the meals organizing the camp you know getting you know playing capture the flag with us getting out there fishing and I could just I would love to be you know this is just dreaming obviously and hopefully this comes to be but I'd love to be just known as the generous old guy who just <laughs> is like super into giving himself to this summer camp or some sort of, you know, place where people can like better themselves and get to know more about themselves. So, I mean, to do that, you know, have a job. Um, and then I think for me, I definitely want to be a market marketing, something in the field of marketing. So I'm going to school actually to be a marketer. Um, as am I <laughs> yeah so that's kind of parallel there but something in the marketing field I think would be really good um actually I have an internship this summer as a market manager assistant market manager so I'm going to be helping this guy manage a line of paint sprayers so we we have a bunch of paint sprayers machines that spray paint kind of in our repertoire of items and we got to make sure they're all you know, all the brochures are up to date. We know that the salesmen know about the newest tech that we added onto the product and they can, you know, display that to the customers. Got to make sure the engineers are working on the new developments of the product. And so I could see myself doing that long-term as kind of a way to get to where I want to be. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, I can answer it this way too. It's like, who do I want to be known as and who do I want to see myself as? And I kind of hinted, hinted at it earlier, but I just want to be the nice old guy who like has done a lot of cool things in his life and has worked really hard, but like 
can also has turn can turn around and give that back to those around him. Um, so that's kind of like obviously long term and a long ways off. But yeah, I just want to be someone who's had a lot of experiences and is willing to help those who are kind of younger. So I guess that's pretty much my answer. And I'll turn it over to you. I like it. I like it. And I, you know, so there's some new information. You know, we've both probably gathered new information about each other through the podcast um, just today. Uh, but that summer camp kind of piece that you talked about, that's new information to me. And I think that fits perfectly into who you are, you know, being yeah, able I'm to still help others. I'm still developing the details, right? But like, yeah, yeah. the idea is something just kind of like a place where guys can come together, or, you know, families and just kind of, you know, grow together. So definitely see seeds are planted at least you know yeah. it may not sprout for a little while the seeds are planted yeah could change in a day could stay the same for <laughs> you know 10 decades i don't know yeah yeah we'll find out um but you know when when i look at success um you know i think there's a very basic answer that i can go for and i think part of my answer is in line with that basic answer because i think it it's evident for so many different people um, because I want to find happiness. You know, I think that um, that's like who, you know, that's where everybody wants to end up is being able to be happy, but happiness is different for a lot of different people. Um, you know, and I want to be able to have some sort of financial stability um, within my life and where I don't have to worry about the mortgage or, you know, different bills or, you know, if I feel like, oh, you know, I want to, you know, upgrade something in my house. I want to upgrade a refrigerator, you know, something kind of random, like I can do it and I don't have to worry about that. And I think that's really important to me. And, you know, going down that, down that route, I also think that, um, like, that's about my family and making sure that my family is happy and comfortable. Um, and, you know, is enjoying that ability to have financial stability. And since I have that, I can, you know, assist them more in what they are hoping to do or hoping to enjoy, you know, particularly for, for kids, if they want to play lacrosse, they want to play hockey, some of these more expensive sports, you know, I can, I can give them that opportunity. Or even if they just want to play basketball, you know, do what you want to do, you know, give them the open-ended ability to do what they want to do. Um, I think that, you know, to me, honestly, that's, I think stability is my biggest idea of success. And I think, you know, life is always, yeah, that's well put. That's well put. Life is always going to be moving one way or the other, but I think stability with family, stability with money is, that's my biggest ideas of success. Yeah. Kind of being that rock. Yeah, exactly. And that, that takes time, you know, that takes that takes, you know, that takes understanding yourself and, you know, being patient with yourself before you can really be that. I think, wow, that's a really good answer. And yeah. I think that that I'm goes totally back to what I was, that. I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier about building the bricks. Um, you know, to be a full solid wall, you need lots of different bricks, lots of different experiences, lots of different things brought together to build that one solid wall that one you know piece of stability you know when you look at a building or you look at a house or something you know, there's very solid walls around it you know we've kind of created foundation for ourselves but you know now it's time to start laying those bricks and start building up those walls dude wow okay yeah that kind of sums it up i think i was kind of hinting at that 
but you you said it in one word which was the stability piece of just being able to be being able to understand that i have gone through things in my life that have kind of made me kind of gifted me this stability and now i want to pass it on i think that's 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 that says it all right there definitely gifting and stability um yeah i mean uh, i think that's a pretty good analysis of where we want to become because i think we're still trying to figure out where our future paths are going to lead i think we're right in that situation where it's so open-ended where we can't exactly say what's going to happen after school or where that is going to lead to any other point um so i mean if you have any other future questions please go ahead and, and drop them no well actually future questions i was more going to try to transition the future of the pod kind of bring okay. it back to that theme or that topic um as we kind of close here um i just kind of my question is kind of simple but like we kind of touched on a little bit earlier but how about or what is what has been kind of your your journey to this podcast and like where you want to where you see it going you know i think we've done a joint question obviously but yeah i think we've had this idea for about a year year plus um but i you know why i want to do the podcast and how i think we've got to this point is that we've had you know, I'll speak more for me than you, but we've had some amazing people in our lives make huge impacts within them. And there are a lot of times people that aren't going to get a lot of recognition for it or be really well known. And I'm happy to be able to give them a little bit of that recognition. Um, Cause I feel like they deserve it. And, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's all these people that aren't famous by any means, but it's people that are doing extraordinary things for those around them just, because of the type of people they are. And I think those type of people are the people we should be talking about and the, the people we should be promoting. Yeah, I agree. And another thing that I was thinking of is just how we've, we've said it multiple times when we're talking to each other and talking with other people, just how, how we love talking and we love conversing. And I, I wish that everyone, you know, I wish I could talk with everyone, you know, and just get to know them better. And I think this is a really cool way for us to, a really cool way for us to do that. And I think that's what's been motivating me is just to say, I like having conversations with meaningful conversations with people. How can I do that? And, you know, help someone else at the exact same time. And I think that's something that I see this podcast as. Um, well said, well said. That's, that's perfect. And I think that's, you know, honestly a good way to end it. Um, yeah. I think that gives us and everybody some really good background about the how of who we are pertaining to Will and I, um, we had one of our coaches and strength trainers on last time. We're going to look forward to having one of our professors on for this next episode. It all goes to plan. Um, but as we continue to move forward, we're going to have all sorts of different groups of people. If you guys know of anybody that'd be interested or you think would fit really well for the mold, please go ahead and reach out to us and let us know either through, you know, our social media pages. That is the at of who we are both on Twitter and Instagram. You know, feel free to DM us and let us know. Um, but that's, you know, that's all I think we, I think I have, Will, if you got anything else you want to add? Yeah. I, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I would add just, if you feel like you yourself would like an opportunity to get on the pod, you just want to have a conversation. You have something in your own life that you think is something you want to talk about. You know, like Keaton said, hit us up and 
we're just trying to out, we're just out here trying to have conversations. So we're more than happy to, to talk with you. So definitely we're trying to see how you guys create your bricks and, uh, you know, hopefully be able to do the same for our bricks and, um, you know, give some of our bricks to you guys. And you know, as we go, Bricks for everybody. Bricks for everybody, baby. Bricks all around. Bricks, bricks, bricks all on the board. Yeah. Bricks for you have a brick. You have a you brick. Have a brick. Everybody has a brick. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, thanks everybody for joining us today. Um, this was, you know, an episode I was really looking forward to. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I hope. Um, but we'll look forward to having you guys join us soon. And thanks for stopping by. Peace. Do you feel like you could get some encouragement? Do you want to stay motivated or feel inspired? Stay Fresh Lifestyle is a lifestyle brand that encourages, motivates, and inspires people to live a positively charged lifestyle. Reminding people the only way to stay fresh is to be rooted in God so your freshness will never dry up. Our mission is to live refreshed lives in the living word of God and developing the whole person to leave a personal fingerprint on life's endeavors. Stay Fresh Lifestyle accomplishes this through Stay Fresh Hair Studio, the mentorship program, the Refresh Bible Study, and philanthropy. The way you can become a Stay Fresh crew member and support our mission is to purchase our products at westayfresh.joomla.com and follow us on Instagram at underscore Stay Fresh Lifestyle and at underscore Stay Fresh Cuts. Stay Fresh.